0: This is The Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 210. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast, where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now, you're To Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick of sharpenedartist.com, and this is another solo show today. This is the Color Pencil Podcast where we discuss anything and everything surrounding this medium that we love so much. So, today I'm going to be reviewing the Derwent Light Fast Pencils. So, this is the first 100% Light Fast Pencil Range um, line that Derwent has ever come out with, and it's oil based. So, you know, I really should say that it's, it's really not the first light-fast pencil line that they've come out with. They came out with a Derwent drawing set, and that one was completely light-fast. But for whatever reason, they really did not push that one a lot. They didn't put a lot of hype around it or a lot of marketing around it, and it's been out for some time now. And the Derwent drawing set comes in uh, very subtle shades and it's it only comes in 24 um pencils uh, altogether diff- different pencil colors and it's very subtle uh sort of neutral tones but it's a very nice set i really love that set of pencils but for a while now um most of us colored pencil artists have been really pushing for a complete set oil based set and not Uh, Wax based, like the drawing set is, but an oil based set of pencils that match the quality that we have in other brands and are completely light fast. And so they answered that call and they came out last year with a set of 36. The maximum amount of color range in the light fast set you could get was 36. Okay, so that was last year, and uh, I did a YouTube video um, on that particular set, a review of the 36 set that they came out with in 2018. This year, though, however, they introduced a new line, an expanded line, up to 72 this time. So they have the original 36 set, and then they've added another 36 pencils to that set, And we add that together, we get 72. Well, they're also going to come out with a 48 set and a 100 set as well. Because in 2018, originally, all you could get were uh, the 12 set, the 24 set, and the 36. Now, still, in the United States of America, that's all that's available is a 12, 24, and 36. But uh, Lightfast... Uh, I'm sorry, Derwent does tell us, though, that they should be available. They should drop in the U.S. around September. So that's when you can expect to be able to receive them in uh, the United States of America. Um, In the U.K., though, you've been able to get the 72 set uh, for some time now, several months, uh, from what I understand. Uh, You can order them overseas and then have them shipped to you. That's what I did to get the um, 70 the new 72 set all right so th- they're coming uh, is the point and the nice thing about it though is that we were able to test the pencils we were able to see what they were like last year and i got those pencils i enjoyed them quite a bit they were uh, a pleasant surprise and um, although there were a lot of colors that that really behaved the same as the Derwent drawing set there were several colors that were exactly identical to the colors in the Derwent drawing set um, and I talk about that in a little more a little more in depth in the video and I'll put a link to that in the show notes that I did last year. When they came out with this expanded set though of the 36 there are a few more colors and some. Um, colors that I was really glad that they included. Uh, some that I really wanted to see in that set. However, there are still some colors in the expanded set of thirty-six with a combined total of of seventy-two. If you look at the uh, sets of, uh, you know, the combined set of seventy-two. If you look at all of the color selections that we have available to us. There's really some odd things, um, some odd color choices that we have with this set. Uh, It's limited in a way. And so with a limited set, we would expect to see a variety of uh, different colors within the blues, greens, yellows, reds, and browns and uh, some of the, the lighter skin type tones as well. And, uh, you know, I'll get into that in just a moment, though. But uh, what we do find uh, instead is just some odd choices. Uh, I'll just put it that way. Uh, Several yellows that are very similar to each other. Uh, There are some very pleasant surprises, though, with some uh, colors that I I don't think you can just get anywhere else in any other colored pencil uh, set. And so I'm excited about some of those choices that Derwent went with. But on the other hand, um, there's there's some odd things with regard to the amount of blacks that we have uh, in this set in particular. Okay, so let me just talk, though, for a moment about the performance of the pencils. So the pencils, they're called the Lightfast pencils, and they adhere to the ASTM D6901. Um Standard. Okay, now, they're an oil-based pencil, so the uh, waxes and oils combined together um, mean that when the marketing materials say they're oil-based, that that's the feel or that is the type of smooth and richness and vibran- vibrancy that you're going to uh, associate with an oil-based type of colored pencil. And there are, there are other oil-based pencils. I mean, immediately Polychromos for, by Faber-Castell comes to mind. That's uh, one of the big ones that many of us uh, who do colored pencil work use. And so if you're comparing this pencil to a Polychromos pencil, I think it's a very similar experience. It's a very fair comparison. Um, both in the way that it lays down, the way that it, um you know, performs as you're layering and putting down the pencil on the paper, but also in the way that you can keep the pencil point for a longer period of time, typically, than when you're talking about a very smooth, creamy, wax-based pencil. And so that's one of the nice things about this pencil. You're not going to be breaking the lead very often. You're going to be able to get a very sharp point and then you'll be able to use that for a long time that's a nice thing to have in an oil-based type pencil that's one of the highlights that I, I would say uh, with regard to these pencils okay so what does it mean though that you know they're going to be um, able to withstand museum conditions Uh, And they're light fast. And so according to the ASTM, they've given them a light fast rating of an LF1 or an LF2. And so really what that means is, by and large, the work that you complete with this pencil will last around 100 years, um, up to 100 years, maybe more, under museum conditions. And so that means that you're going to try to eliminate um as much as possible, any exposure to UV rays. You're also going to uh, minimize the, the uh, differences in temperature extremes. You're not going to be uh, exposing the artwork to high and low temperatures. And then you're also going to be keeping the um, uh, the, the artwork in a condition where it's not exposed, To humidity, and so it's going to be protected. The best way to protect uh, artwork done in colored pencil would be to uh, spray it with uh, a a fixative or some type of protective covering uh, that blocks out UV rays, and then to also use museum glass or some type of glass that is going to be blocking uh, UV rays. And so, Having it framed, having it protected, sealing off any of the areas in the back, and then in the front, having uh, that protection of the work itself, and then the glass that will minimize the amount of UV ray exposure to the artwork. that's that's what we're talking about. That is the best way to protect the artwork. And that's kind of what, is expected whenever you're uh, talking about museum conditions, that you're giving the artwork the best chance of survival. All right, so when you do that, then we're talking about a longevity of the artwork lasting for around 100 years, maybe more, you know. I'm not going to be around uh, to be able to test that, (laughs) and chances are you may not be either, but um, you know, th- this this is good news though for colored pencil artists, where we've come from a history in colored pencil art of having fugitive colors at best from uh, you know many many years ago. Now we're looking uh, through this uh, continuum of time and all of the ups and downs that colored pencil has gone through, and now we've arrived at this spot where more and more companies are very. Uh, attune to what professional colored pencil artists are wanting and so that's good news I mean I can't help but smile when I think about that and the fact that we've got uh, some very good choices now with uh, professional grade colored pencils okay so let me just say one last thing about that and that is, uh, if you look at the summary of the testing methodologies that were used, then this, this is what Derwent says about it. So the sample preparation went like this. The substrate that was used was Legion paper, uh, white, 250 GSM, 100% cotton acid free paper. And so we've got a pH balanced paper that uh, that was used for the testing. Okay, the application, uniform strokes in four directions until full coverage was obtained, and then the surface was lightly wiped after 24 hours to remove any bloom. Now, what are they talking about with bloom? That's referring to wax bloom. So, if you're used to using Prisma Color Premier color pencils then you're very familiar with what wax bloom is more than likely it's just that hazy look that your artwork can get over some period of time due to the wax separating from the binders and pigments in the piece, and it rises to the top, to the surface. And so there are some ways of of discarding that or getting rid of it. Wiping with a cloth is one of those uh, methods for doing that. And so that's what they're talking about here. Surface lightly wiped after 24 hours to remove any bloom. I don't know why. you know, they would put this in here. I mean, did they see any bloom? I I can't imagine that they would uh, on a oil-based pencil. That that doesn't seem to correspond with anything that I've ever experienced in the past. And uh, if you're someone who's been using oil-based pencils or even wax-based pencils that are not inside the Prismacolor Premier line, then you probably haven't been seeing wax bloom. So I'm not sure why they put that in there, but just in case, I guess they're making it clear that if there was a chance of any kind of wax bloom, that was wiped clear so that the preparation uh, would mirror the results that you would get if you're using these products yourself. Now, why would they go with Stonehenge paper? Well, I think the reason they would do that is because it's a popular choice among colored pencil artists. Uh, it's been just a, a great paper. Uh, it's been one that I've used a lot. And, uh, you know, it's still one that I I think is uh, just right up there at the top of paper selections. If you're a colored pencil artist and you've not ever used Stonehenge, then uh, why not, I would ask, and then uh, secondly, I would say, you know, <laughs> go buy some right now and start using it. It's such a great choice with colored pencil. The The way that colored pencil is applied to Stonehenge paper, the way that the wax and the oil uh, pencils adhere to that surface is just, uh, just like no other paper surface can do. Okay, so then... Uh, A little bit more about the methodology then. So we mentioned that they use the ASTM D6901 and uh, described in the standard with uh, an external test house carrying out their tests. And so they, um, you know, I think that that speaks to the objectivity of the test results and that it wasn't something that, you know, they were uh, performing themselves, but it was something that. Uh, was was done externally. That's the way that I interpret what they've said about it here. Uh, so not 100% sure about that, but that, that would seem to make sense. All right. And so then included in any of their sets, they'll have a little pamphlet and it will describe more about uh, this testing in there. And it'll also show you a chart and uh, the interpretation of the results that they got after they performed these tests. And so they're looking at the extensive uh, amount of fading in the samples, and then they'll rate that, and then they'll have an interpretation where the interpretation means pass or fail. And so the bottom line is the results of all of these pencils is an LF1 or an LF2. And so I'm, I'm just extremely excited about that as any colored pencil artist would be. All right. So let me talk for just a moment then about the color choices. I'm, I'm not going, going to cover the color choices in the original 36, but I do want to talk about just the additional expanded set now of the 36, the new 36 set of pencils, which would uh, combined complete the 72 set. Later this year, they're also going to have the uh, 100 set as well, is what they're telling us. So excited about that! And then the 48 set. The good news also is that you can get these open stock right now in the U.S. You can only get the uh, the 36 set in open stock. Um, you know, order that through Dick Blick or whichever e-tailer of your choice you uh, want to go with. But when we get the rest of the pencils. Uh, coming out in the U.S., then we'll be able to have all of these in open stock, which I'm so excited about. Okay, so let me talk about the new pencil lines that came in the 72 set. And I'm, I'm just going to list some of these. I'm not going to take a lot, a lot of time and comment uh, and offer you know too much commentary on any one of these because this would turn into the longest podcast episode ever, and so I don't want to do that. Um, so let's think in the direction of yellows and, uh, getting close to oranges. Um, here's what we've got in the 72 set. We've got banana. That's a new one. Yellow will be coming out just called yellow in the 100 set. But for right now, uh, that one's not available in the 72 set. Um, so these are the new ones in the 72 new set. So we've also got mustard and then amber gold, which is, Is such a nice color. If you haven't uh, taken a look at that yet, that's a beautiful color. That's more of an orangish kind of color, but it has this yellowish tint to it as well. And then in the 100 set, I'm just going to quickly talk about some of these. I'm not going to talk about all of them in the 100 set, but we've got gold, we've got carmine, and apricot, uh, or apricot if you prefer. All right. And let's see here. Then think in the direction of more um, orangish colors and getting into the reds we've got flame uh, in the 72 we've got derwent Dur, uh, red and we've also got strawberry you know the derwent red will also be in the 48 set as well and then cherry red uh, there's a few others and i'm not going to list here in the podcast that will be available in the 100 set Uh, If I run across any here, as I mentioned these, that I think are especially interesting, then I'll talk about those that uh, may be in the 100 set. But otherwise, I'm going to leave those out. All right, so continuing on in the 72 set, the new Expanded 36, we've got Merlot, we've got Dusky Pink, we've got Deep Rose, we've got Purple. We've got Mars Violet and Wild Lavender. We've got, let's see here, Deep Blue. It's a really nice one, Deep Blue. All right, moving on. In the blues and in the greens, we've got Sapphire, Denim, Mid Blue, 70%. And then we've got Midnight Blue and Dark Indigo. We've got Dark Cayenne uh, or Cyan is going to be coming out in the 100 set. Can't wait for that one. Okay, then we've got Ocean Blue in that uh, new 3672. And let's see here. We've got also Light Aqua. Turquoise green. Um, We're getting into the greens now. And we've got vivid green, pine, grass green, and grass green 70%. So a little slightly lighter than grass green is that 70% of that same designation name. Okay, foliage. And we've got light bronze. And we're getting into some browns and uh, uh, different earthy kind of colors. And so we've got Persian orange, burnt sienna, Mars orange. And let's see here. That looks like that's about it. within that area, got a few more here. So we've got fossil gray. And so now we're into the grays. We've got Moonstone and Granite. Uh, we've got Platinum and Mars Black. And it looks like that's about it. Okay, so let me just say a word then about, um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's kind of odd that we have as many blacks as we do. Uh, We've got several blacks. We've got in this, um, you know, if if you look at the entire 72 set, okay, we've got black, we've got midnight black, we've got Mars black, and then one could even classify chocolate as a black. It's so dark, so dark. So depending on how you want to interpret these and, and if you look at them side by side and, and you look uh, at them on uh, you know your surface, um, I, I say these are blacks. I say these are four different colors of blacks. That's a lot. But we've also got a lot of grays as well. So if we look at all the grays we've got, we've got uh, taupe, we have fossil gray, warm gray. We've got moonstone, cool gray granite platinum, cloud gray mist um uh, that's a that's a ton of grays we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. uh there's not a whole lot of difference in some of those grays now i I can understand having a few grays and I appreciate a few grays um and even within the browns and some of the earthy kind of tones. Um, I appreciate having a, a graduation of a color from a lighter tone of the same color to a darker tone. I, I can understand that, and, and I appreciate that kind of thing. Or even a warm to a cool, that sort of thing. Uh, it just seems like a lot of colors within the same range. But on the other hand, it is nice. To be able to just choose the exact color that you want, and then just start using uh, that color and modifying that that gradation in uh, the color uh, from a dark to a light just by selecting another. Uh, color, which goes either darker or lighter. that That is a nice thing to be able to do. And you're able to do that with some of these color selections. And so I do appreciate that kind of thing. We've also got a number of lighter colors. Uh, that doesn't bother me as much. And we've got some really nice, some beautiful skin tone colors. So if you're doing portraits, uh, I would recommend at least looking at some of these Uh, These skin tone types of um, uh, color selections that they have. Uh, Ruby Earth, Chocolate, Flesh Pink, Salmon, um, we've got Sienna, Burnt Sienna, I mean, uh, just a few. Natural Brown, Um, there's several like that. I think Dark Honey might even be a nice one that's in the Expanded 100 set when that comes out. So there's, there's a lot of nice colors for portraits in here. Okay, a blush pink would be another one that I would be remiss if I didn't mention. Now, since I got the seventy, the expanded 72 set of pencils, I started drawing a portrait, and I did a live stream, and you can uh, look that up, and uh, that'll be in the show notes over there at sharpenedartist.com slash podcast, and I'll have a link to, to uh, the live stream. There's a couple of live streams that I've done. And just drawing with these pencils. Now, the the paper that I chose for this portrait that I was working on is Claire Fontaine Pastel Matte. And it's such a nice paper. It's a a rigid surface. It's a non-absorbent surface. So think of uh, your sanded papers. Think of, you know, any type of pastel type of paper. That's what we're talking about. So it sort of has that gritty kind of uh, surface This one feels smooth to the touch. But when you're laying down your application of pencil, it sort of uh, grabs the pencil and it just adheres to the paper. But it has sort of that grainy look then when you're first laying it down. You have to go through a whole bunch of layers of pencil in order to get rid of that grainy kind of look. So another thing that I did was I did a test. Um, and I'll talk to you about it very quickly, and then we're going to wrap up here. And I would love to hear what your experience has been with this paper. If you've tried it out already, please let me know that. Uh, podcast at sharpenedartist.com or go to the show notes and just comment there. But I tested this out on uh, just a ton of different papers, so I'm going to walk through those very quickly with you. Um, Stonehenge White, uh, Stonehenge Aqua Hot Press, uh, Stonehenge Craft, uh, Lennox Cottons uh, by Legion Paper, same uh, uh, paper maker as Stonehenge, and UPO Heavy, UPO Translucent. I used the uh, Marker Paper by Strathmore. That's the, uh, what is that, the 400 series, I believe. Uh, I used, uh, obviously, the uh, Clairefontaine Pastel Mat. Um, I used 600 grit uh, pastel paper by UART. And I also used the toned tan paper by Strathmore, the uh, mixed media uh, toned tan paper, 184 pound. So what I did with that particular test, this is what I did with that. And I should have some results that I'll be able to share with you very soon on this. My first application, I lay down a, uh, a swatch of scarlet. And then on top of that and over beside it, I laid down a, a swatch of violet. And then on the others, no, uh, I used dark turquoise next, actually. And then I did violet uh, on top of that. So we've got three uh, pretty intense colors merging together. And then I took oyster, which is one of the lighter colors, and I went over on top of all of these layers Uh, Just with, you know, a couple of lines just to see how much of the white of this lighter color I could get back and what the results were. And that was an interesting test on all of these different surfaces. I also then went over the swatches within each of these test areas on these different papers with a couple of different erasers. I used the mono, uh, sand eraser. And I use just a, um, just a kneaded eraser, uh, just to test, you know, what the performance would be with, uh, the applica- the several, uh, layers of application of these oil-based pencils, and then going over, uh, this area with the, these different erasers. And, uh, I, I got, I got to tell you that, I got consistent results within most of the cotton based type of papers. And then the ones that where you would expect, uh, to not have, uh, a whole lot of flexibility with erasing, uh, and with layering. Um, you know, they were pretty predictable. The results were with regard to papers that didn't have a whole lot of tooth and then those that did. Uh, I will like I said, I will be able to share those results with you uh, very very soon in a video and uh, when I get that ready, I'll also link that up in the show notes as well. Uh, but that'll probably be on my YouTube channel. But um, it's such a joy working with these pencils and you know they they're very, very nice. A performance, like I said, is just a very nice pencil to incorporate with the rest of the pencils that I typically use. And, uh, you know, I can't wait for them to come out uh, over here in the United States. And for our friends over in the UK, I'm so excited for you guys. And I've heard from many of you now already, uh, and some of you who are taking the uh, Face Value, the Ultimate Colored Pencil Portrait course. uh, I know that some of you have already purchased these pencils and you've been, been using them for a little while. Uh, and I, you know, I've been using them for about a year as well. But then in this expanded set, I, I'm even that much more excited because of some of these portrait tones, these colors that we have now available to us. Okay. So the question that I always get is okay, John, are you going to replace any of your pencils right now? And will you use these exclusively? Um, no and no. I will never just replace a bunch of pencils. I'm going to incorporate these into everything else that I'm doing. Um, and then this, you know, I think they play well with every other pencil that I have and that I love. Uh, it's just more that I can add to my selection and I can now have more options available. That's exciting. Um, the other question that I get is, you know, what's the best surface for these pencils? Uh, That's always sort of a loaded, that's a trick question. I mean, there is no one surface that I think is just the end all be all. I I just don't believe that. Um, I think that you should explore a variety of surfaces. And I think that what will happen is you'll have maybe two to three, maybe five that you gravitate towards and that you prefer and that you like. Um, but what I would suggest is that you don't just limit yourself to just a particular type of cotton type of paper and then you never use like UPo or Duralar uh, paper or, you know, any of the plastic kind of papers or that you never limit uh, yourself to any of, you know, just cotton paper or these these other uh, s- smooth surface papers and that you never branch out and you never try pastel matte or you never try UART uh, pastel paper. Um, I would say try all of the different paper types and see what works best for you. See what you like the best, but don't just try drawing a little, you know, just a little bit on one or two of these papers and not doing side-by-side comparisons, the best way to do it is to compare them side-by-side and then also layer and erase, put light over dark to see how that works, because i found that on many of these papers, uh, these pencils just sort of smeared around, and that's sort of what you get a lot of times with some of the smoother uh, surfaced papers. But also erase on the papers and see what that does. See if a paper can withstand multiple erasures or if it starts to degrade and it starts to dig into the paper. And that's what that's what you'll notice when you're using the sand eraser, the mono sand eraser, is that if it's not, you know, if it's a particular paper that uh, is, uh, you know, just got some sizing on it and it it's not. Well, let me just tell you. The aqua papers and those that were uh, smooth surface papers, but were cotton, um, some of those you would just start to dig into the surface. Now, most of the Stonehenge papers and uh, like craft Stonehenge in particular and Stonehenge white, I'm assuming that all the colored Stonehenge papers would do this as well, where they hold up really, really nicely to multiple erasing and using even this sand eraser, you're not digging down into the fibers of the paper and tearing up your surface. Surprisingly, even the UPo paper, uh, I was able to, um, you know, erase on that. Even with the kneaded eraser, it's so easy to erase on UPo paper, uh, which I was pleasantly surprised by. Okay. But anyway, I, I want to just stick to the pencils, though. And this really isn't a paper review, but the pencils themselves. Um, my recommendation: try them if you haven't. Get a small set first, if you know if it's something that you want to try out. Get the twelve set or the twenty-four. Uh, there's some good selections, good color choices uh, that Derwent has uh, made available in even those sets. And I I don't think you'll be disappointed at all. All right, that's all I had for you today. And if you have any comments, you can always comment in the show notes, sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. This is a weekly show, and I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.